from How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Well, today is the last day of school. But the last, it's a half day, but it is the last official day of school where your kids uh, just ready to sprint out the door to get it over with as much as mine were. Yes, my kids. Let's see, Wilson hasn't gone since early last week. Hannah Grace didn't have to go uh, at all this week. Evelyn did go yesterday and today, so she will be uh, her official day. Like you said, official last day is today, 12, 1230 release time. So she was excited to be – I say she was excited. I mean, she doesn't necessarily, she doesn't necessarily understand how this works, I guess. It's her first year at school. But uh, she had a, a great school year. Derek, I know on behalf of the UTW podcast, you'd be okay with me thanking the team. Teachers, thanking the administrators. I actually saw Coach Case yesterday uh, there at Brick Oven. He, he he came in, visited a little bit with him. They pulled it off, Derek. They were able to pull it off, uh, get it done. Uh, thank you to Coach Case and all the administrators uh, here under the water tower for what you guys have done all year long. And I know the kids appreciate it. The parents definitely appreciate it. And uh, look forward to uh, getting back in August. Yeah, I know people, you know, this weekend treated it like it was already summer. But, uh, we knew some people. I think you went down to the lake. I got on a boat for the weekend. And a lot of people just uh, at the farmer's market hanging out. Just a lot of stuff going on. Uh, really, have the unofficial start to summer doesn't start until next Monday but on um, Memorial Day, but it looks like people took it a week early and, and are just going at it. And it definitely feels heat-wise. Uh, we oh, have turned golly, the page yeah. to summer. We have definitely turned the page. Well, we did, and I will say this. We did have an actual spring this year, which was nice. Uh, we did have several weeks in the 60s and 70s, but you know, now we're right. We're topping out at 90, good humidity in the air, nothing like Mississippi in May. That's exactly right, Derek. Mississippi in May is hot. And speaking of something else that's hot is the DeSoto County real estate market. And if you need someone to help you right now, work your way through the DeSoto County market, whether it be buying or selling a home, now is the time to reach out to our 2021 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience in residential real estate right here in the Mid-South. They are the number one team for well over the last 12 years when it comes to residential real estate, they possess over 25,000 closings since 2009. Whether you are buying or selling, now's the time to call Brian Couch and Terry Thomas and their team at Team Couch to help you with listing your home, buying a home, a number of different things. They're currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis so you can learn more all about your house. You can learn the value of it, what's going on within an, a mile radius of your home, the numbers people are listing for, selling for. It is a great time to call Brian and Terry and their team at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700 or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com for your free, no obligation market analysis. As we just mentioned, Derek, it's a perfect time to be out in the backyard, out next to the pool, out in the backyard, cooking dinner. And if you're ready to take your backyard cooking to the next level, please stop by our 2021 studio sponsor, How to Barbecue Right Shop. The How to Barbecue Right Shop is located just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics right here in Hernando. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, knives, sauces, cutting boards, thermometers, cast iron, or if you're looking for a really cool high-end smoker, Malcolm's Shop is your place. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can give them a call at 
662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Find them on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. But the best thing to do is to go by the How to Barbecue Right Shop on Memphis Street, right past Connections Gymnastics, under the water tower. Derek, I was a bit overwhelmed with the number of emails, Facebook messages, people reaching out to us about the stuff going on, again, Memphis Street, Copper Leaf at Arbor Point, the stuff that happened last week in the Tuesday Alder meeting that you covered on Friday was a bit overwhelming. The emails that came our way, people really interested in this neighborhood, really interested in, in, in some different things. Speaking of Alderman, before we get to that, our Friday show will consist of the two candidates for Ward 2, Mr. Andrew Miller, the current Alderman for Ward 2, and Jarrett Mashaw, both candidates. Again, that's Jarrett Mashaw. He is going to be the challenger against the incumbent Ward 2 Alderman, uh, Mr. Andrew Miller. Going to sit down with us this week, visit with us about the candidacy, visit with us about Ward 2, about being an Alderman in the city of Fernando. Andrew's interview is going to be a tad bit different because he is a sitting uh, Alderman. I actually asked him yesterday, hey, how long have you been an Alderman? And this will be his sixth term. That's what he's pursuing is his sixth term. That's almost 20 years as Alderman here in the uh, city of Fernando. So excited to sit down with both of them. Uh, We enjoyed all of our interviews that we had in February, March. March, April. Derek, we were quite a bit or quite a part of the elections here in the city of Fernando and excited to get back, talk to these gentlemen running for War Two. So that's going to be on our Friday show. That'll be in the meat of our Friday show. Just a little bit of a tease there. So be sure and uh, pay attention this coming Friday. If you live in War Two or want to hear from both of those candidates, that will be on our Friday show. But Copperleaf at Arbor Point, Derek. Tell us about some of the reactions you got, some of the reactions, emails, people that reached out to you. There was a lot of strong reaction. I think that a lot of people were confused. Um, the, the main thing was there were several people who had already had contracts signed for pre-sold houses in that subdivision. Now, a pre-sold house is when you contract for a builder to build your house before it has started. Uh, it's called a pre-sold. That's what bankers will call it and everybody in the industry will call it. And so there was a lot of pre-sold houses uh, that were sold, some contracts dating back to early this year. Uh, I don't know about late last year, but definitely early this year, January, February timeframe, the builder had already pre-sold these lots, numbers. Uh, unfortunately, the section had not been approved yet. Now, people, you know, contracting on these lots uh, for these houses would say, okay, well, it's just a formality, right? It's just a formality. Once they get it platted, we'll be ready to go. Well, the problem was they did not know is that some of the ones and the, the ones in Copper Leaf had to be over 55. Now, this was something that was caught by the planning department at the planning commission meeting earlier this month. They tried to, I don't, I don't want to say sneaking in, but they did apply for it, uh, knowing that Copper Leaf was supposed to be over 55 and above. Uh, it was not applied for, or was not, uh, that language was not in this platted section. And the planning department, uh, Commission called it, planning uh, department called it, and then they uh, recommended it for approval six to two, which we talked about on uh, last Friday. You know, to the alderman, alderman then looked at it, had a long conversation about it, and so it was also approved by the alderman with the fifty-five and over caveat. Well, what the the developer builder had to do was he had to go back and everybody that had signed a pre-sale contract, he had to say, hey, I can't if, if you're not over fifty-five, I can't, we, you know, we can't go through with it. A lot of people were upset, talking lawsuits, that sort of thing. I want everybody to understand this is not a city issue. The city approved this back in, you know, three or four years ago, approved the subdivision with a 55 and over caveat. Now, some people get upset. Hey, well, you know, we have younger people moving in. Why are we? Do- this is not the only subdivision in Hernando. Of course, yes. This was a, you know, and they have a whole nother dedicated session of 55 and over, which is right by the Bancor South, just south of the Bancor South of Mackinville. That whole little, uh, looks like kind of a little townhome condominium complex. 
those are all 55 and over. So, you know, there's not many in Hernando. Uh, now, there have been a lot talked about. There's one section in Hernando West that's been talked about for a couple of years now. Uh, there's, you know, a section in, in uh, Madison Lakes that has been talked about whenever it comes to the autumn meeting again. But this is uh, the first one that approved. They had the first section done. They're plotting the second section. But the, the developer was trying to get it without the 55 and over because obviously there's just more demand at sure, lower, of course. Uh, lower families. Uh, or lower age family, excuse me, but that's not what this is for. So the alderman and the planning commission did their job. So let's not get mad at them. They did their job. They looked out. This is the way it was approved. This is how it was discussed. This is why they approved it in the first place. So everybody, you know, I hope everybody understands you can't get mad at the city for that. This is a developer issue. So you need to call the developer. And unfortunately, this was tried, you know, they tried to have no restrictions in an area that was 55 and over. Now, there is another part, the Arbor, Arbor Point part of it. It could be anybody. Right. But, there, you know, there was kind of a half-and-half half subdivision. And, unfortunately, it's, it sounds like the Arbor Point lots are built out. And so, um, you know, we'll have to see where it goes from there. But please understand, this is a developer issue, selling lots that were not platted or approved yet. This is not a city issue. So, you know, you, you, I understand getting mad, and I understand, you know, if you need to contact somebody, an attorney or whatever, but not a city issue. Like you said, the Planning Commission and the Board of Aldermen did what they were supposed to do. Um, look, the developer of this property, we're not exactly sure who that is. Uh, we, uh, that person has an open microphone. If you'd like to, if we're getting this wrong, you have an open mic on our show to come in and talk to us about what this situation looks like, you know, what the plan was, what happened. If we're getting that wrong, again, you have a, you can contact us at under the water tower info. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com. Reach out to us, open microphone. We'd love to have you on our show, learn more about the situation, learn more about it. And, uh, you know, maybe educate us if we're getting it wrong, which I do not think we necessarily are <laughs> open opportunity to, uh, to tell us more about the situation. But again, like Derek, like you said, uh, over the weekend, people upset about it online, uh, Hernando happening stuff, people threatening maybe some legal action and so forth. But again, the city did what they were supposed to do. Uh, that's what we have them in place to do. Uh, and with this was kind of moving forward uh, incorrectly. So it, very interesting. I, I really I like to give a little bit of update whenever some of the stuff we talk about on our Friday show or Tuesday show uh, has some traction over the, the next several days. So Derek, something else we talked about, you gave us an update. You held it out of the South Haven Alderman meeting to the very last point uh, and then visited about it and talked about it. The DeSoto Legacy Volleyball Team Group Club, whatever you want to call it, that was running the South Haven Arena for the city of South Haven when it comes to volleyball. Uh, well, they got uh, they just they didn't put in the highest bid. I lost out to Memphis Volleyball Academy. We'll be moving in sometime soon, uh, and they got some brush back there. Several people even texted you, some people that have kids on the team or in the club, and let you know about it. What you got? Well, that's you know really no I guess new news information, but uh, there is a lot of it sounds like a lot of blowback. It's gonna be interesting to see how this new league does at the South Haven Arena uh, with the Memphis Volleyball Association. You know, the DeSoto Legacy will be trying to find a new spot uh, to, to go. I know that the, the ones I've talked to want to stay with DeSoto Legacy. Uh, they have every intention of staying with them, which, again, will be interesting to see how that affects uh, MVA because, you know, if they're going to lose, starting to lose a lot of people or a lot of people are no longer doing the wreck, not because they don't trust them, but just because they have a history with DeSoto Legacy, how that affects the city sign-ups, the city fees, and that sort of thing. So, anyway, it, you know, it, I, it could be something that develops along the way. You know, I know there's a couple of spots that uh, DeSoto Legacy is looking at. I think they're going to land on their feet, but it's just a, a, a very interesting thing that, I mean, I guess they knew it was coming. You know, obviously you set the higher bid. I don't think a lot of people that – you know kind of play through them there may have been some rumblings but this kind of you know hit everybody saying okay now we're going to go so just kind of something uh you know if, if you play volleyball if you're interested in signing up for volleyball it seemed to have been a good group and i'm not saying that memphis volleyball association is not a good sure. group uh, you know and again 
Either one of them are welcome to come on here and talk to us and, and kind of explain what's going on. We'd love to hear from you, love to hear from anybody like that. Uh, but in the meantime, it just seems to be a lot of people that um, have a strong reaction to the way that – now, I want to point this out again. Not the city's fault. This is a public entity that took $84,000 more for Memphis Volleyball Association to come in and run this league. So they're getting the league run for them, plus getting a $7,000 more fee for them to lease it for their own teams and tournaments. So it's a public entity. they got to sure. go with the higher bid. Not the city's fault. I'm not saying people can't be upset about it, but they, you know, if you're looking at the public records, why did you take this one over this one when this one was $84,000 more? They would have to answer that question. So they voted as a public entity. They voted for the higher bid and, and moved on. Right, because they're both bringing the same thing to the table, running the league, running the, the rec stuff, uh, that type of thing. And to make $84,000 more, I mean, yeah, I think every one of us, even in Hernando, Olive Branch, South Haven, Horn Lake, anybody that listens to our voice would be uh, definitely expecting our city officials to take $84,000 more. So, you know, interesting. You and I both know some people that play with the, the Soto Legacy. I thought it was pretty interesting that the city of South Haven, uh, you know, somebody that, uh, you know, a league or a team that's committed to DeSoto County and, and, and operates out of DeSoto County just kind of stinks a little bit that they, you know, weren't able to, to match or have that same opportunity. But, you know, well, they had the same opportunity. They just didn't bid as much. That's right. That's right. right. I mean, I mean, that's, it is what it is. And that they, based on their fees or whatever they charge, that's all they, yeah, they thought they could afford. And so DeSoto, uh, I mean, Memphis Volleyball Association is just paid more. Just interesting. And we'll keep it, like you said, under the water tower info at gmail.com, under the water tower info at gmail.com. You can reach out to us, let us know about different things, open opportunity, open interview, a chance to, to kind of explain the situation to us if Derek and I are missing something, which again, I do not think, believe we are. Derek, something you and I are definitely not missing is uh, dental care. No. The Soto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Doctors Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, general dentistry, implants, implant-supported dentures, and now Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. They are the official dentist of the UTW podcast, and they should be your dentist. Give them a call today at 662-429-5239. That's 662-429-5239 for the DFDC difference. North Point Christian School is experiencing extremely high interest and enrollment activity. To meet the interest, the school will have an open house on Sunday, June 13th at 2 p.m. North Point was just voted DeSoto's best middle school and DeSoto's best high school by the DeSoto Times-Tribune. Come and see why they have been voted best. And come see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes continue to make North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. As North Point continues to enroll for the 2021-2020 school year, some grades are getting close to capacity. Don't delay. Check out North Point and save your spot today. Contact Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127 or Sharon S-H-E-R-O-N, at ncstrojans.com to register for the June 13th Preview the Point admissions event. They've never asked you to spell her name before. <laughs> 
First time they've given me an email. <laughs> First time they've given you an email. It's kind of threw you for a loop there. It's like, oh, wait a minute now. I've got a name. I knew Sher- oh, yeah. she- Sheila Sharon. I may be able to even give you her phone number off the top of my head. Yeah. That- that's how I used to. Phone I- number, I- but uh, now we have an, an email address. Have an email address. Yeah, so if you need to reach out to her, please email Sheila Sharon there with North Point for the June 13th uh, open house coming up. June 13th open house. Podcast brought to you by Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider. Lauderdale Insurance is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 429-5213. That's 429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. That's Lauderdale Insurance Agency on Facebook. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419. Or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Derek, as we have done since day one at the UTW Podcast, Tuesdays are always the DeSoto County Fact of the Week day. DeSoto County Fact of the Week brought to you or given to us by Rob Long at the DeSoto County Museum. DeSoto County Museum is located directly across from Maycorp South, Area 51 Ice Cream, right there on Commerce Street. It is open 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. That's 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. If you're looking for something to do with your kids, especially now that school's out, eh, they may go kicking and screaming, but be sure and take them to the Southern <laughs> County Museum. They will enjoy themselves. Show them some of the history of the county they live in. Let them know all about Hernando, the county we live in, Mississippi River, Hernando de Soto, all the different neat things. Rob Long and his team would love to serve you. 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday at the DeSoto County Museum. Derek, DeSoto County Fact of the Week this week is what? Is the Lee Building, Matt. This is the Lee Building that used to be on the corner. And and that's L-E-E. L-E-I-G-H. Okay, okay. Uh, L-E-I-G-H. The Lee Building was built in 1916 by the late Dr. A.L. Emerson, father of the late Dr. C.W. Emerson, and Angus Emerson of Hernando. The two single-story buildings adjoining the Lee Building on the west uh, end of the block were built shortly thereafter and was known and were known as the Lambeth and the Banks building. So these are the ones that are right next to it. I think SoCo is sure. actually in one of them right now. Um, so those were also built about the same time. Now this is uh, this was a very sturdy structure. Uh, the Lee family said that according to the Lee family, the bricks were delivered by horse and wagon to the construction site, comprising six town lots back in the year of 1916. The building was a sturdy structure. It was built of steel framing and heavy pine lumber. And in 1923, the building survived a tornado, which came through Hernando and destroyed practically everything. The DeSoto County Board of Supervisors also uh, had employed an outside consulting firm in Clarksdale to evaluate and appraise the property, including the structural stability, and found the property to be in excellent condition. 
Now, unfortunately, this building did burn down uh, in the late 80s. Uh, this is the, that empty corner, I think, that you had uh, told me had recently been sold. Correct. Uh, right there at the corner of 51 and, and Commerce, 51 and 304 right there. And um, just you know, something that Rob has sent us, some of the stores that have been in the building throughout its history were a pharmacy, a doctor's office, a soda fountain, an ice cream parlor, a barber shop where we know Michael Lee's father cut hair. Correct, yes. Uh, he talked about that during his interview. A shoeshine shop and a toy store, which again burned in the late 1980s. So just a wonderful piece of history. Rob sent us a picture. Uh, we're going to try to use that picture for our artwork today. If you do go on Spotify or anything like that, that actually shows the artwork. Uh, we're going to use the building. It's a, a beautiful two-story building. It's got brick, brick offices on the top, had some uh, columns on the bottom floor with the retail. So again, uh, at, the, uh, at the time before it burned, it was actually being converted to a 13-unit office condominium. Uh, but then, of course, it burned in the late 80s and, and never got to see the fruition of that. So anyway, just a, the Lee building there at the corner of 51 and Commerce Street. Right. That's going to be the northwest corner of 51 and Commerce Street. Empty right now. Mm-hmm. Was recently purchased. Some development plans are planned for that. Looking forward to what that's going to look like in the next four or five years. Derek, I think we're going to be really excited about what's going to go right there uh, with the city of Hernando. But thank you, Rob Long, for the Soda County Fact of the Week. Interesting, Derek, because like you said, Michael Lee's dad. So I thought the, when you said Lee, that's why I asked for a spelling. I thought it might be L-E-E, but it was L-E-I-G-H, mm-hmm. like Bob Lee. Like Bob Lee. Like Bob Lee. Right. Okay, very interesting. Always a good DeSoto County Fact of the Week. Uh, really excited about the future of that corner now that it's been in Seoul. Looking forward to development there uh, for the future of that. You know, it had such a great past. Looking forward to the future. Uh, man, can you imagine you mentioned something about the lumber, the pine, two-by-four? What would the <laughs> what would the price of lumber be? Yeah. I don't even want to know what that <laughs> – I would bet the lumber the lumber package may be more than the entire cost of what it was to build that building. Oh, easily. Thanks again to Rob Long for the DeSoto County Fact of the Week. And, again, please take your kids to the DeSoto County Museum this summer. Uh, you'll probably be mad at each other here in about 15, 20 days. Ready to get out. Ready 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, DeSoto County Museum, directly across from Bank Corp South and Area 51 Ice Cream. Well, Derek, speaking of the Hernando Square, this past Saturday, it was packed again. I'm going to call it a mini A-Fair. The number of vendors, the number of people walking around uh, this past Saturday at the Hernando Farmer's Market. The Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh, local experience. If you need more information about the Hernando Farmer's Market, reach out to Gia Matheny at 662-449-9092. That's 662-449-9092. Every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. from May 1st through October. That's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. May 1st through October. A number of different things going on. Each and every Saturday morning with the Hernando Farmers Market, there's going to be live music from local artists. They're accepting applications for new farmers and vendors. The market partners with the Society of St. Andrews, an organization who accepts food from farmers and shoppers at the market to give back to the needy in Hernando. Just a number of different things going on at the Hernando Farmers Market every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Be sure and get out this Saturday to enjoy one of the best farmers markets in the state of Mississippi, maybe throughout the South, the Hernando Farmers Market. Well, Derek, as I told you off air, 
Wilson, my son, my 14-year-old, is going to Universal Studios next week. So uh, traveling down with, uh, to Louisiana, going to travel with cousins. My nephew graduated, and that's something he wanted to do was to get together with his cousins and take a trip. So my sister-in-law and my sister are um, you know, being punished for something. <laughs> I don't exactly know. Being punished, taking boys uh, ranging from 18 to uh, maybe 12. Wow. Uh, all the way, yeah. So quite a, quite a trip. But look, if that's the kind of trip you may be interested in, now's the time to reach out to Magical Destinations of Fernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, Tropical Getaways, Cruises, National Parks, Gulf Coast Vacations, now's a perfect time to reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher to help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here under the water tower. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can reach Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or find them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. Are you in need of someone to take care of your lawn weekly, bi-monthly, monthly, quarterly, anything like that, now's the time to reach out to Richard Williams and his team at Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, whether it's spring cleaning, tree trimming, leaf removal, fencing, gates, any type of outdoor home needs, Richard is your guy. Reach out to him today at 662 292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find Richard on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Derek, I saw Richard just the other day. His business is absolutely booming. He does some work for the schools, a number of the different uh, schools here in Hernando Mm -hmm. and throughout DeSoto County. He does a great job there. I saw him spraying some different stuff. But Richard does a really good job, and it is a perfect time to reach out to him before his summer fills up, before it gets so hot, completely covered up, busy. So reach out to Richard today when it comes to any outdoor projects that just may be a little bit too large for you. Well, Matt, it's that time of the show to talk about sports. We want to talk about the only team we left playing high school sports in DeSoto County, and that team is the North Point Christian Trojans. The Trojans, Matt, if we remember last time, they had split a 1-1, uh, had played late into Thursday night, uh, had lost the first game, won the second game to force a deciding game three. That was to be played uh, at 2 o'clock on Friday afternoon. Exams had started. Knoxville had spent the night. Knoxville Webb had spent the night, so they were going to start the game at 2 p.m. I had every intention of making that game. Uh, I did make the game, Matt, with uh, two outs to go. Made it, go. Up to the, right. <laughs> made it up to the game with two outs to go. The game started again at 2 p.m. There was no scoring until the third inning. The third inning, the Knoxville Webb got out top first. They scored one in the top of the third. It was matched quickly by the Trojans in the bottom half of the third when they scored five runs to take a 5-1 lead. Now, 5-1 lead, you feel pretty good. You've got your senior starter, senior left hand on the mound. Garrett Waller was going for the Trojans. Did give up three more runs, so the Knoxville Webb pulled within 5-4. to four. Uh, Garrett came out of the game, was replaced by Jay Ferguson, and Jay Ferguson went the rest of the game. Had a couple innings, I think one inning he had the bases loaded. They uh, got a little close. North Point then in the bottom of the sixth, I think that was the top of the sixth, had the bases loaded. He was able to work out of a bases loaded jam. In the bottom of the sixth, these Trojans score four more runs. 
So it was a uh, hit by uh, Hudson Brown with a two-RBI hit. Then Connor McNatt had another double to, four, uh, to get a couple RBIs. So able to score nine run, uh, up to nine runs. So it was nine to four heading into the top of the seventh. Jay was on the mound, closed it out. So the Trojans win nine to four. And t- they, will, they made the final four of the Division II AA uh, state tournament. They are playing in Murfreesboro starting this afternoon. Uh, they will be playing at 4 p.m. against Christ Presbyterian Academy. Christ Presbyterian Academy out of Nashville. They'll play them at 4 p.m. Uh, in the, the first game. There'll be another game after that at 6.30. Uh, this is a double elimination tournament. Again, it's like a mini World Series that they play. The uh, winner, of course, will advance uh, to play the winner of the 6.30 game. The losers will you know, face each other, I think, early the next day where the winners play a little later on Wednesday. It'll all wrap up by Thursday. So we'll be able to give you the full, whether North Point plays two games, three games, or four games, we'll be able to talk about all that on air. Uh, our last sports show, I guess, for a while, Matt, high on Friday. High school sports show. Our last, our high, last school. high school sports show on Friday. So, yeah, again. I, I thought I might start talking about my workouts and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, well. I might do some push-ups right here in the studio. <laughs> in the studio, <laughs> on, on Tuesday and Friday mornings? Okay. Exactly, yeah. But anyway, good luck to the Trojans. Really looking forward to it. Uh, again, um, I'm sure, uh, again, they play at 4 o'clock today. If you happen to be in the Nashville area listening to us, please swing by there at 4 p.m. Uh, but again, uh, good luck to them. Would love to see uh, another team get a, cha- a state championship. Uh, Mississippi team get a state championship in Tennessee, Matt. be a good thing to, to see. Absolutely. So basically, they're treating it just like a regional. You would see at Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Total of seven games if necessary. If necessary. Some team may finish it in six and win the state title in six games so yeah so if you I mean if you won the first two you're sitting pretty sure waiting on you know somebody will do it somebody will win the first two they'll be sitting pretty waiting on somebody to come out of the losers bracket and have to beat them twice yeah so good luck to the trojans enjoyed the interview several weeks ago Derek sat down with coach uh, kirk patrick and learned all about him learned all about the north point program uh like you mentioned he didn't mention a lot of uh, players specifically uh, did a pretty good job of, of just saying hey we, we win and lose as a team i wanted to focus on that so man and they're off to the final four uh, which is a big deal. That's a really, really big deal. Well, it's a huge deal. And I, I do want to – I need to apologize. I had a mom reach out to me. Uh, I got the starting pitcher for the second game incorrect. Okay. Uh, I had said Owen Staples. It was actually his twin brother, Jack, that got the win uh, for the uh, game two win to force it to a game three. So, again, Owen is the catcher and Jack is the pitcher. So, Jack Staples yeah. uh, got the win uh, last Thursday night uh, to force the game three that they won on Friday. Have you noticed that most of the emails we receive are a mistake? Oh, that's fine. Look, <laughs> not I, the email's not a mistake, but hey, I'm letting you guys know uh, you guys screwed up on this or a traffic yeah, sign I, I, or I'm whatever. I'm perfectly fine being called out. Uh, and I, I knew it was. I mean, I, I knew that Jack is the um, is the actual pitcher, and that Owen. I mean, he's the he's the starting catcher, he's the senior, yeah. and so I should have known that when I said it. So I apologize and give Jack full credit. Yeah, full credit, and, and Jack and Owen are getting mentioned more on the podcast than ever before. So, you know, good good screw up, and it kind of worked out in their favor. Good luck to the Trojans today, all this week. Congratulations for making it this far to Murfreesboro. 30-plus wins on the season. Just a really, really great job. Coach Kirkpatrick uh, hopefully has become a listener and, and hears us uh, wish them the best of luck. I mean, really, DeSoto County team going over to Murfreesboro, going over to the Nashville, Nashville area, uh, you know, couldn't be more proud of it. Good luck, guys. Uh, bring home the trophy. We, we definitely hope that. Well, as we talk about each week, we talk a lot about young people, high school athletes, high school students. Uh, we talked about graduations, all those different things. What a wonderful time to be in high school, be a young person. Uh, now May coming up on summer, Derek. We talk about all those different uh, things with us, uh, just the memories of, of summer. So if you enjoy listening to us talk about young people and talk about scholarships and all that type of stuff, please continue to share our show. Share it on Facebook, Instagram. Share it on Hernando Happenings any way you can. Please continue to share our show. And also find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast on Instagram 
at UTW Podcast and on Twitter at UTW Pod. That's UTW Pod on Twitter. Also, wherever you hear our voice, whatever podcast provider you listen to, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, give us a five-star review. Leave some information for the other people that may be researching our, our show. So as we continue to grow and encourage people to listen to our show. Be sure and look up our brother podcast, OB Pod. That's OB Pod. It stands for Olive Branch easily. Covering Center Hill, Olive Branch, Lewisburg, the eastern side of DeSoto County. They do a really good job. They release a, a, a early Monday show, which gives them the once-a-week show, but they interview football coaches, mayor candidates, all the kind of stuff that we do here. They do it on the east side of the county. So if you're interested in something like that, be sure and look out for OB Pod. Well, Derek, a pretty short show. Kept it pretty simple. Thank you to our advertisers. Thank you for those people that support us. Thank you for those people that continue to believe in the UTW podcast. Again, if you need more information or would like to advertise, or if you have information, something we're missing out, under the water tower info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com. Well, Derek, enjoyed it. If that's all, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. <laughs>